Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The all-electric Kia EV6, with up to 528 kilometres of range. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. This is Sports Day. It's the summer edition of Sports Day SA. Welcome to Monday. Paul Bonds and Dan Menzel with you. Menz, how are you? How was your weekend? Weekend was good, thanks, Bonds. Uh, really enjoyed watching some great sport on the weekend. Some great results for our Adelaide teams. One, not so much, and we mm. will get into that. But, um, no, a really good weekend. How about yours? Uh, really good, yes. Uh, productive, and, um, no, it was, it was just nice. I had a bit of a... Bit of a work show on uh, Saturday, which was nice, nice lunch. And yes, there's a few of them going around at the yeah, moment, isn't there? Christmas lovely, shows, everything lovely. happening. Uh, you can be part of the show. Just quality home improvements open line. It's one 736 736 or text in 0427 154 What did you like about the weekend sport? Were you happy about the strikers? Not so happy about the crows. But let's get into our box score, men's. Uh, Irrigir is here to save time and water. Irrigir is here. Irrigir offers expert advice and better irrigation solutions. Yes, it's time for our box score. And we're going to start with the AFLW. The Adelaide Crows went down in a close one to North Melbourne. One point they lost by four goals, 8.32 mm. to 4.731. In the other prelim final, Brisbane were too good for Geelong, but again, a great game. Six goals, 2.38 to 5.434. In the A-League, it was back on the weekend. And Adelaide United, they were back in a big way. 3-1 yes. winners over Western United. Hey, the Velo 500 was on here in Adelaide over the weekend, and congratulations to Maddie Payne from Penrite Racing, who took out the big race, the Velo 500, just yesterday afternoon. Uh, the Formula One, while we're on racing, Max Verstappen, he won his 19th race in the final race of the year. That's 19 out of 23 races. Incredible. It rather is incredible. I can't see anyone doing that again, except for maybe himself next year. We'll go to the WBBL. The Adelaide Strikers, well, they beat Perth, the Scorchers, on Friday night, and then they just dismantled Hobart yesterday, which means that they will host the final next weekend. While we're on cricket, India beat Australia. They made four for 235, and in reply, Australia nine for 191. The ABL's back. We'd mentioned it last yes. weekend. The Adelaide Giants went to Perth, and they swept Perth 4-0 to go to 7-1 and on the season. And the last one in our box score was the Australian PGA Golf Championship was on on the weekend, and Min Woo Lee won the Australian Championship by three shots, shooting 20 under par. Fantastic, men's. It was, it was an awesome weekend of sport. 
And uh, our box scores are brought to us by Toolkit Depot. Tools, equipment, safety gear and workwear. Toolkit Depot. And uh, our good friends, you can buy stuff online or in-store and uh, check out Toolkit Depot. So we'll get the hard one out of the way first for Adelaide fans. The Crows went down to North Melbourne by points, which means that they're out. They don't make it through to the grand final. We might have a listen to the final moments here. Yes, North Melbourne through, so they will take on Brisbane. It could have been Adelaide and Brisbane, which has been a great rivalry they built up. But North Melbourne take on Brisbane next weekend in the grand final in the AFLW. Hey, we mentioned Adelaide United back on the weekend. We'll chat with one of their players this week. Yes. Uh, 3-1 winners over Western United. They went to Ballarat. Yes. Some of the coldest conditions in the country. I've played there before, Bonds, and it's not the best place to play. Good deck, though, apparently. Very good deck, but uh, wind, rain, cold. Uh, but Adelaide United didn't affect them. 3-1 the win. Did you Great catch wind. any of the Velo 500 over the weekend? Uh, yes, I watched a little bit uh, over the over the two days. I was tuning in and tune out and tune back in. Um, it's always a great event. They do it so well. I used to go every year, but yep. I haven't been for a couple of years. Yeah, no, they do it so well. David Reynolds finished in third in his pen right. Uh, Brock Feeney was second for Red Bull, but we mentioned Matty Payne. We might have a listen potentially to the winning moments. Into the final corner at the end of 78 laps for Penrite Racing. He's 21 years of age and Matt Payne joins the list of winners in supercar racing for the Baylor Adelaide 500 and a brilliant breakthrough win. Yeah, a really good win from Matty Payne. So again... Really put it on well here again in Adelaide. It's it's always a success. It used to be the Clips all now it's the Velo five hundred. Yeah, it's had a couple of names in between there as well. Um, I like the way that Garth Tander raised his voice to cover any swearing in that as he crossed <laughs> the line there. <laughs> Smart, which is the same thing they do in the Formula One, which was on last night, the last race for the year. They only have about two and a half months off in between seasons, so it will come back around quickly. But Max Verstappen, as dominant as you'll ever see in any sport, not just Formula One, but any sport, it's 19 from 20. Incredible. 21 podiums out of 23. Yeah. Yep. So we only missed standing up on the stage twice. It's staggering. I mean, somewhat boring for people that want to see other teams and other people win. But it meant the last race actually was good because the Constructors' Championships were up for grabs between. Mercedes and Ferrari for who would come second and then even some drivers positions as well which did mix around and, and change up in the last race hey the uh, we mentioned the strikers in the WBBL well they're going to wait now they're going to put their feet up and wait until next weekend to see who they play do you like the format that the the team that finishes top straight into the GF I love it I'll be honest I love it the reason being is that I when the big bash first started and the strikers would finish top or second or, say, the Melbourne Stars. Yeah. It happened to the Stars a few times, actually. We finish on top of the table, and they get beaten by the team that finished fourth, and they're out in the they're semifinal. I, just, I feel like you've got to reward the team that finishes on top of the table because majority of the year is in that um, round-robin stage or throughout the season. So, yeah, I love that they are rewarded with a home final. Final is on Saturday at the Adelaide Oval, so make sure you get your tickets, get down there. There was a pretty good crowd. It was over 5,000 people there on the weekend, so it was a good crowd. But but Adelaide Oval, when, when there's only – and they're all sitting – 
outside of camera view. So it looked like there was no one there. Yeah, yeah. But there was actually a decent crowd. So get down there. Let's try and double it, Adelaide. Let's get 10, 15,000 there. Oh, I was going to say, at least 10 is very much a minimum. Yep. It's got to be at least 15,000 for the final. And again, we'll have the rankings on Thursday and top of the tree, but this is one of the best teams in the nation right now. So get along next week. A couple of things I enjoyed. Friday, uh, Darcy Brown back to her best. Three Cheers. for 18. They destroyed the Scorchers batting. Bowled them out for 104. Um, and then Laura Woolvart got another 70 on against Hobart. Yeah, she's she's making some runs at the moment. But again, as we spoke with Nicole Bolton about last week, anyone in their top four, one of them stands up in every single game, it yes. seems like, and, and the bowling attack is as good as there is in the competition. So in a really nice position heading into the final. While we're on cricket, we mentioned India knocking off Australia again. Three wickets for Nathan Ellis and 42 from the skipper, Matty Way, wasn't quite enough to match India's young guns. They, they've got some good young players coming through. Uh, Jaiswal, he looks very good. He, he made 40 off just 20 deliveries. Guy Quad, Kishan, there's some nice players there. I mean, we know that India's got a billion people to pick from, but yes. they've got a nice young lineup that's playing in their T20 team at the moment in India. Yeah, and, and obviously the IPL helps that. They've got yes, you know, these, these guys playing in the IPL, which is the best T20 competition in the world. And and while you not might not see them in Indian colours very often, these guys are, are well-tuned to the T20 game. Yeah, they, they are. And again, we've mentioned it a couple of times. They want to win something after what happened uh, a couple of weeks ago in the ODI World Cup final. So they have got off to a 2 0 start there. We mentioned the Giants in the ABL. The Adelaide Giants are looking very good off, their, off the back of their two opening series against two good teams. They're 7 and 1, uh, which is in a really nice position heading into their next uh, round of games. But uh, four games across the weekend. So effectively. Yep. It's quite good. It's different to the MLB where they might play every well, they play every day, every two days. Whereas, if you're a starting pitcher, then you you start on a Friday and then you back it up. No worries again the next week. So it's why our starting pitching is looking really good at the moment. But again, across the whole team, we look like we've got a very nice squad again. You know, what really disappointed me is that the games weren't streamed. Yeah, I agree I, with you. I and I, we touched on this briefly on Friday. But if if you was if you're a baseball fan. Maybe text in 0427154166. What do you think? It's just not good enough, is it, with a national competition that Perth are the only team that are not streaming their games? Um, is, it, is, it, is it just simply cost? I know they lost their GM just before the season started. I mean, if you're a sponsor of the Perth Heat, you wouldn't be wrapped that you're not getting. No. No, <laughs> I don't. That I, exposure? I don't yeah, it just doesn't make sense to me. It's not that difficult. To organise someone to stream your games. Yeah, no. Let's hope they fix it by the next series. Surely. The, the, the last one which we mentioned in the box score was the Australian PGA Championship. One thing I love this time of year, Bonds, is you sit on the couch on a Saturday or a Sunday afternoon and you just flick the golf on and you can have it on. You can be doing something at home. It's on in the background and some really good quality golf at the moment. And you get the best Australians playing, but some good players from overseas as well. And we mentioned Minwoo Lee with a 20-under win. Hoshino was from Japan. He could finish second. Wakim Neiman was playing. So there's some good players yep. in the tournament. Uh, Cam Smith didn't make the cut, but we might have a listen to Minwoo Lee's win here. Getting it chasing out, though, feeding up to the flag in for Eagle. Min Woo Lee. A big, big statement at the halfway mark. But he taps in for a win to remember. He's a special talent. Min Woo Lee, for the first time, is the 40 net Australian PGA champion. 
Yeah, he, he is a special talent, and he, he overcame a little bit of adversity too. He bogeyed his first hole, yes. which meant that the lead, which was three at the start of the day, he bogeyed and Hashino birdied. So it was cut to one within one hole. Yes. Now, if you're going to get nervous when you're leading by three shots and you do that on hole one, he showed some really good resilience around that, and he was sensational throughout the whole tournament. Across the four days, he was amazing. And then we heard that chip in on the ninth, which sort of catapulted it his did. victory. He started feeling more comfortable. We played some great golf across uh, across the days. Mark Leishman shot a seven under f- final round to finish third at 16 under. Um, uh, but he takes home... Uh, 340,000, Minwe. Not a bad paycheck in Australia. Yeah, it's, in Australia, it's good. I was going to say in golf, and with what you mentioned last week with John Realm, with what he was earning <laughs> in lit golf, it's actually peanuts. But um, no, a very good win for Minwe Lee. Adam Scott was good as well. He finished six, so yes. solid throughout, 12 under. So he would be able to take that form into the Australian Open this week in Sydney. Do you think there comes a time, and there's been a bit of talk this morning, that within the near future, the very near future, you could have Minwe Lee in the top 10 players in the world, and you could have Minji Lee, the number one female player in yeah, the world. Yeah, you could. Brother and sister act, it's incredible. It actually is. It's staggering how how well they are going. And it looks like if you're playing the overs and unders on this bonds, you'd be, <laughs> you'd be taking the unders on where they're going to be. It, you, yep. it looks like they're both going to be there. I mean, Minwoo Lee is in. He's currently sitting 10th in the race to Dubai. So it just yes. shows how good his season has been so far. The one thing we didn't get, and we probably should have got the audio for this, is on the 17th hole, the party hole, he put a chef's hat on (laughs) and started the Viking clap with the crowd knowing that he was going to walk down the 18th and win the tournament. It's so cool. And he does. He he gets up and about. He's part of it. He loves the theatre around it as well, which is great to see. Yeah. Uh, We are here for Lumo Energy. Switch to the affirmative. Join Lumo Energy today and Kia. Kia's Epic Range, the Kia Sportage, the Celtos, and the EV6 GT. Later in the show, we're going to speak to Redbacks captain Jake Lehman. We've got the top seven coming up with men's very shortly. And also later in the show, our hat trick. Back soon. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. Welcome back to the summer edition of Sports ASA. Bonds and men's with you. You can be part of the show. The Just Quality Home Improvements open line is one 736 736 Give us a call or text 0427 154 What was your favourite part of the weekend? Uh, men's, thanks to the all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. Again, I don't know what's 28, but it's 28. Um, a great car. We'll, uh, it's time for the top seven. Sports Day SA. On Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. Do you think they drove the car? <laughs> 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 Where you go. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll steer the ship from here. Now, with the Velo 500, uh, in what is South Australia's top seven sporting events on the calendar? So. I had to think about a few, and I actually found this really difficult to rank in order. So, Bonds, if you think I've missed one or potentially they're not in the right order, let me know. So, at number okay. seven, I have gone with the Adelaide International Tennis. Uh, oh. So, that is on in January. That's right. That's uh, one that not everyone in Adelaide gets along to, but I think Good. they do it pretty well. 
It's good. The and Adelaide International, I've been before. It's a great, great event. So that I've got just sitting at number seven. So like it. at number six, I've put the Valo 500 in there. So we know that's in November. I'm going to tell you when these events are. So that I've just got a, ahead of the International, the Adelaide International. Yep. Happy with that? Yep. So far. All right. Number five, I've gone with the Tour Down Under. So that is raced here in Adelaide and obviously out in the country regions and that is in January. World-class event. It is a world-class event. We get world-class cyclists from all over the globe. So I have that one in at number five in terms of SA sporting events, which means that at number four, I wasn't sure where to put this, but at number four, I've got the AFL showdowns. So the right. two showdowns throughout the season, I think they are the two of the biggest sporting events on the calendar here in South Australia. The first one this year is Thursday, May the 2nd. It's the first time we've had a Thursday night standalone showdown. That will be massive. And on free-to-air TV yep. across, across the country. So again, I wasn't sure whether I would put that at the bottom of the top seven. When it would be at the top, a lot of people would have that as their number one event if they're Correct. a big Adelaide or Port fan. So Correct. I'll put it in the middle at number four, which means that the top three, I've got at number three, the Adelaide Test Match. Now, this year we take on West Indies at 17th to the 21st of January. Potentially, if this was the Ashes, it might be number one. But I've got it coming in at number three. It is one of the major events every year for a lot of people. Which leads us to the top two. Uh, and these are two new events in the SA Sporting calendar. But I think off the back of the success we've seen, I've gone with Live Golf at number two. Oh. It is on in April. It is. We know how good the first edition was and we want to get tickets to that party hole. It's going to be amazing again this year. In April, you'll see that. So that is at number two, which means that the number one event on the SA sporting calendar is AFL Gather Round. It's in April as well. The amount of people that will come to South Australia in AFL Gather Round will be greater than any of those other spectacles. So that's yes. why I've put it at number one. Yes, I understand that, um, and I think you're right. Okay. Gather Round was so good. We were part, yeah. we were lucky enough to be part of it last year. It was awesome. We loved it. There's a lot of people sitting outside of this state that cannot wait to get here for Gather Round. No, without a doubt. So text in on 0427-154-166 if you're happy with that. We're the International Adelaide, yeah, the Tennis at 7, the Valor 500 at 6, the Tour Down Undergraded Event at 5, the AFL Showdowns at 4, the Adelaide Test Match at 3, Live Golf at 2, and AFL Gather Round at 1. I'd also like to see the Formula 1 back in Adelaide, but hey, we've got a few good events yeah. at the moment, so we're going all right. In time. We're going Okay. Pete's working on it. <laughs> he will be. <laughs> hey, men, so the AFL team started training again today. Yeah, they did. So as a player, this is the day that you are really anxious about. You, you, you're coming into this day and you go, have I done enough work? Am I fit enough? Uh, and you are nervous no matter how old you are. But the other people that are very nervous are the first-year players that are welcomed into their club and – Look, the Crows and the Power, we know they got a few good recruits. We might have a listen to the high-performance manager, Darren Burgess, on, on the Crows' first pick, Daniel Curtin. Yeah, he's an impressive uh, person to stand next to, so intimidating size. And well, I, I normally look at how people move, and, and he's a really smooth mover for a big guy. He's a bit like Riley Philthorpe, you know, he doesn't move like a you know 200-centimetre player. So I'm pretty excited about what we've got there. Darren Burgess, he, he speaks smooth himself, actually. I was thinking yes. when he was saying that. But, uh, look, that's great news for all Crows fans. Just hearing that, that's, a high, that's their high-performance manager. So their fitness guru, effectively. 
So it's some good praise there for Curtin, their first pick in the draft. Moves a bit like Victor Webinyama, maybe. Oh, that's a big call. <laughs> How smooth does that guy move? <laughs> Seven know. foot four and moves like he's six three. But yeah, so first day back today yes. for those teams. So I guarantee your players will be happy that they are through the first day. Maybe a pending time trial coming up soon too. Quick community update, men's be alert and prepared this bushfire season. Stay up to date on all bushfire warnings online with the South Australian Country Fire Service. Visit cfs.sa.gov.au. This community update is thanks to Fire Coat, the first paint proven to protect property in high-risk fire conditions. It's available at Bunnings Warehouse. and You can catch every NFL game this season on with Game Pass only on DAZN. Visit nflgamepass.com. More on the summer edition of Sports ASA coming up. We'll speak to Jake Lehman for the Redbacks. Welcome back to the summer edition of Sports ASA. And we are here, Paul Bonds Dan Menzel with you. Hope you're enjoying your Monday. If you want to be part of the show, just quality home improvements open line, one 736 736 or text in on 0427 Men's, our next guest is brought to us by Tire Power. The holiday getaway sale is on with huge value on selected Falcon passenger and SUV tyres. It's the skipper of the Redbacks, Jake Lehman. Welcome to Sports ASA. How are you guys? You good? Uh, going well, Lemo. Um, look, we you had a oh, heartbreaking, I guess, loss in the end. It was a close game against WA over there in Perth. What were the takeaways from that game? Oh, I think, to be fair, we played pretty good cricket all week um, over there. And um, in the end, when it comes down to the big moments, WA were probably just slightly better than us. And um, we walk away with no win. So the learnings are that in the in the clinch moments, we just need to be a little bit more calm and, and control them a little bit better. Which we saw against Queensland in the previous game, winning that game by three runs. So... At least it must be nice, maybe not as captain, though, in terms of uh, having to go through the anxiety of these close matches. Yeah, I think it shows uh, real progress in the group. Uh, I think in the past we've probably um, fallen away when we've been uh, out of games, but this year we've kind of fought hard to stay in games and and create close um, encounters. And if we keep doing that, things are going to fall our way, definitely. So on that, and uh, tomorrow's game is against Victoria, 10.30 at the Adelaide Oval. I'm not sure if you've had a look at the weather forecast and the pending storm that might be coming tomorrow, but, uh, yeah, are you across what you might see tomorrow morning? Yeah, I think we're just going to keep an open mind. Um, We don't know if it's going to be in the morning or in the night, um, but the wicket looks really uh, well prepared. Uh, The grounds have done a great job, so I don't think we'll have any issues um, with the wicket, um, it'll just be whether we can get on or not is the, is, is the case. Exactly. And so just on that, does it change or does that maybe make your decision different when you're at the toss? If, it, if there is some, I guess, storms around, it is um, potentially a bit windy, will that impact what you decide to do if you win the toss? Yeah, I think at the moment we're definitely trying to play positive cricket and bat first um, in most scenarios. But I do understand that if, if there is weather around and there's a bit of moisture in the air, we could utilise that. And, and if the ball swings, it's definitely better to bowl. So I guess we'll just play that by ear. And at the moment, I haven't actually won a toss in a while, so I won't get to the side anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Jay, with the other captains around the competition, is is there a, I guess, a, a want to get a result? Like there just seems to be some really positive cricket played in all Shield games and a real want to get a result rather than sort of a, a game dwindling out to a draw? Yeah, I think um, the way the point system has changed over the last couple of years, getting rid of that first inning points and, and going for the bonus points, and you don't actually get rewarded that much for having a draw these days. So I think I think most teams are, are pushing hard to to try and win and get maximum points out of the games, which which is a, a good thing for Australian cricket. It is a really good thing for Australian cricket, and it's great to see. And a couple of the guys that have been uh, some of the better players for us this season, we call them the Mac brothers, uh, Nathan <laughs> McSweeney and McAndrew. It's good to see they, they got the recognition and they've been selected in the Prime Minister's eleven to take on Pakistan. Yeah, massively. I think it's a, a great step forward for our group and it definitely shows that if you do put the hard work in and do get the results on the field individually that they are they are looking at us. Because um, I feel like in the past sometimes they probably have skipped over the SA boys at, at times. But um, yeah, like I said, it shows great um, consistency from them to, to get that opportunity. Just want to ask you about uh, one of our favourites, Big Wes Agar. Um, is he likely to make a return against Victoria tomorrow? Yeah, I think so. He's uh, bowled well this, uh, this week just gone and, and played club cricket, bowled eight overs, got through and then backed it up again at training the other day. So um, I think he'll definitely make his way back into the side and, he, and he's great to have around. He gives us that energy, that bubble, um, great ball speed. Um, so yeah, he, he's an asset to us that we definitely want playing. Uh, good, a good, I guess, array of bowlers in the lineup this year. Have you found that tough to share the bowling loads around as skipper, or have you quite enjoyed it because you've got a lot of talent there? Yeah, to be honest with you, like it's great to have in the squad, but at the moment we're finding that you know there's there's probably one or two bowlers that are missing every every game that could definitely be playing first class cricket, and, and that is actually quite challenging for them to, to I guess to suck up and go, geez, I, I think I should be playing this game and, and they probably deserve to be playing. And unfortunately, you can't play them all in one game. So there is there is a bit of uh, um, carefulness around that, I guess. But um, it, it is driving the standards through the roof. And every time they are playing, they, they know that they're on and that they've got to bowl well. And, and, and they have been. I think the stats say that we've been the best bowling comp um, best bowling team in the comp this year so far so it's it's credit to them um, as a group that they're just pushing each other uh, every time they're out there. And Jake, it would be great to see Alex Carey returning for the Sheffield Shield Clash against Victoria obviously coming back from India must be wrapped to have him back in and where in the lineup do you reckon he'll potentially bat for us? Yeah, it's a great addition to our team. Kez is a quality player, not only as a wicketkeeper, but as depth to our batting. And he'll probably slot in around five, I reckon. Um, and just allows us to have some flexibility with who we pick, an extra bowler or, or play the extra batter, um, because he's, he's virtually playing as a batter that can, that can keep. So, um, yeah, he, he's also just a, a great guy to have around the group. He's very relaxed. His experience is now, hopefully he can pass on um, to a few of the boys. And like I said, in those tight moments, he's been a part of them in, in terms of um, the Aussie, Aussie setup. So hopefully he can teach us a few things in that area too. 
Without a doubt. And Bonds asked you about, the, I guess, the willingness from the skippers in this competition to get a result. We played the five matches. We've got five to go. We're sitting third on the table, only six points behind WA. We're in a pretty nice position. Do you, do you look ahead? Do you project ahead to potentially how we can, how we can make it through to the final? Oh, you're always looking at the table and, and how you can go. But like I said, I think um, getting five results out of five games and sitting third, if we do the same thing and end up on the, the other side and go three and two or three and three um, after this week, um, you're really pushing for that spot because, you know, playing for wins is, is how you get maximum points out of games and, and keeps you in the competition. So that's what we're pushing to do for sure. What's the most important thing when getting the points against Victoria? They uh, a reasonably strong side. They haven't had a lot of success of late, I guess. But uh, what's what do you focus on this week? Are you just focusing on what you can do, or you, do you have a look at what what they're good at as well? Oh, you obviously mainly focus on what we're good at, and I guess our strength has been with the ball. So we we're, we're trying to create that pressure and um, put their their quality players under the pump. Um, but yeah, you definitely look uh, through their squad, and they've they've got you know Harris and Hanscom with the bat that are pretty exceptional players, and, and then with the ball, um, they've just got lots of, lots of blokes that chip in really well. So um, Suttle and Perry, Follum, that's the little one having a cry. Bit, bit of yeah. chaos in the background. <laughs> yeah. I just uh, you mentioned your bowling socks there and how well they performed and that is a strength of the red backs um, unlike the Indians you haven't had a chat to Hoffy about pricing up the wicket a bit no no yeah you always try and get the the most information in, in home yeah. games from the grounds as you can. Um, but yeah, they're nothing like the Indians, that's for sure. Um, well, it didn't really matter for them anyway. Backfired in the final when our man Hedy went nuts. So, um, um, yeah, karma comes around at some point, doesn't it, I think? It does. And uh, Jake, just wanted to ask you, how do you navigate, I guess, the remainder of the season? We play tomorrow and then the break with the Big Bash until the 3rd of February. So it's a, a broken schedule, I guess, in terms of each state's got the same thing. But how do you navigate the different formats and, and trying to keep, I guess, the team or at least the side on track for when you do come back together? Yeah, I think people will go their own ways and uh, during Big Bash and, and that's okay. It's a bit of a little freshen up. We kind of look at it in, in that regard. And if you're not in the C20 sides at all, you just try and... Uh, use it as like a little mini pre-season. Um, there's obviously a few niggles around after playing such a heavy schedule that we just try and freshen up, uh, get everyone right and feeling good, um, play a little bit of club cricket here and there and, um, yeah, get ready to go in February again. There's also a couple of second 11 games throughout, so if the boys need to top up, they'll play in them for sure. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. So what's the balance between playing that grade cricket that you talked about and potentially more the training or the, the second 11 games to freshen up? Yeah, obviously every everyone's uh, different. I think the batters will try and play as much as they can. Um, the bowlers probably focus more on the second 11 or, or the T20s that they're playing. So um, it's different for everyone, but... Um, yeah, it it, it works well, and, and like I said, it, it's kind of a bit of a freshen up for everyone, to be fair, um, and it comes at a good time when I, the schedule is so packed. And so how does it look for you then? Oh, for me, at the moment, I'll, I think we're on a uh, little bit of club cricket, and then we're actually going with the family up to 
to Noosa for Christmas for the first time. Oh, wonderful. Take the little one up there with, with the old man and that. So we'll have a couple of days up there, which will be nice and refreshing, and then back into it, back in Adelaide. How, how are you enjoying the captaincy, Jake? Yeah, I, I reckon it's great. I think um, it's an opportunity for myself to try and impact games when, you know, sometimes as a batter you do miss out and it, it can be hard, but um, as when you're captaining, you, you're kind of in the game the whole time. You, you can kind of help people out, try and see um, other ways to, to win games and impact the game. So I am loving that aspect of it. Mate, we'll let you go back and be a dad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you might be needed soon. Uh, but thanks for your yeah. time and all the best uh, against the Vicks uh, this coming uh, four No days. worries, guys. Thanks, Jake. Thanks so much. Thanks, Jake. Easy. Jake Lehman there um, from the skipper of the Redbacks, and uh, he's struggling a little bit. We probably didn't ask him that how he's how he feels like he's hitting the ball. Yep, because he missed out the last couple of games, but uh, I'm sure he's another good scores around the corner. No, you'd, you'd hope so. I mean, he has scored a hundred early in the season, but you're right; it's the last couple has been a challenge, um, but on some tricky wickets as well. So yes, mind you, again looking out the window here, I reckon it might be a little bit tricky, particularly if you bat first tomorrow uh, with the pending weather that we might have. Well, the, the pitch is going to be covered overnight, so yeah. there'll be no no problems with that. It's not going to get any any water on it. No, even if we do get torrential rains, that covers it Adelaide over it. Uh, magnificent. So, I look. I um, well, just having Alex Carey back in that side, yeah, just so important. Yeah, no, it is. It's massive for the group. I mean, if we look at uh, the last game that we played, there was um, it wasn't the highest scoring game as well. No. So, you would expect something similar. And as you mentioned to him, every captain looks like they're playing for a result, which is great for the competition. Um, and Look, we, we finished fourth last year off the back of five effectively wooden spoons. So yes. it's nice to see the progress is starting to come in the Sheffield Shield and hopefully we can really contend for that final. Yeah, looking forward to the Shield game. If you're not doing anything, you can get down there to the Adelaide Oval over the next four days as they take on Victoria. And what a draw card. Alex Carey, if you want to go watch him bat, you can have a bee in his bonnet too, Kez. Oh, he will. He'll, absolutely. He'll want to prove a point to a lot of people out there who are questioning whether he should still be playing Test Cricket. But as he said, Test Cricket and One Day Cricket are completely different and they're completely different formats. So he will. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it should be a good game taking on Victoria. Time for the hat trick, men's. For Cobham Estate, Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil, grown, harvested and first cold-pressed in northern Victoria. Can you please explain the hat-trick? Yeah, one of my favourite segments here. So in the hat-trick, we've got three statements that we will deliver tonight each. And so it's a forgettable moment from the weekend. Uh, It's if you don't know, now you know, something that we will let you know about. And it is what it is, plain and simply. We'll tell you something that it just is what it is. And so we'll start with a forgettable moment. And Bonds, what is your forgettable moment from the weekend? My forgettable moment is the loss to India by Australia in the T20 game. Um, not that people will really remember it. Yeah. like that. That's a little sad to me that no one really cares about these five T20 games, but mm. I completely understand it. Yep. The guys that are playing, they care. Because they're repre- representing yep. their country, and I'm sure all the coaching staff are you never take there that for as granted. well. No, yep. not for a second. So I think it's a little sad. I know it's on midnight every game, and it's hard for people to watch. But uh, yeah, I think that's probably this. This the next few games are just going to be forgettable. 
Yeah, they will be. Uh, mine's maybe not as easy to forget for the people involved. And my forgettable moment is the Crows AFLW final series. Unfortunately, for the Crows, they've had their opportunities. In both the finals they lost, they had momentum heading into breaks. They had it on the weekend again, heading into halftime. But they kicked three behinds in a row to go in at halftime down. Three goals, two, 20 to one goal, five, 11. Seemed like they've been the better team at that stage. In the end, they lose by a point. So inaccuracy has cost them in both of their finals. And it's one of those years that's going to be what if rather than what it was. Uh, And so without a doubt, it's a forgettable moment for the AFL Crows women's side and for all their supporters because it's one of those ones what could have been. A couple of cracking games, wasn't there? Oh, without a doubt. The, yeah. the Brisbane and Geelong game. we spoke game, about earlier. But, we did, uh, but yeah. they, they were cracking games, and it's going to be a great spectacle this weekend when North Melbourne takes on Brisbane in the grand final. The one thing I noticed out of these games, both games, was the skills of the players. It was almost like we are, we're clearly watching the best teams in yeah. the comp. I mentioned this probably a month ago, and uh, we, we interviewed a couple of players from Adelaide and from Port Adelaide, and we asked them about like where the improvement is, what they've noticed, and... What, the common theme that came up was the better teams, uh, and I think it was an AFL Crows player that mm. mentioned this because they were in the better teams, yeah. that you can notice a difference, and I completely agree with they that. They hit I, targets. The, the, exactly that. The best four or five teams in the competition, it's not even just they're hitting the targets. Yep. It's the chains of possessions they get down the grounds, yes. which yes. did not happen a few years ago. So they can go they can go end-to-end, basically, or coast-to-coast with some really good ball movement, which... For the bottom six or seven teams, that's where they need to get to. So, yeah, it should be a really good spectacle on the weekend. Bonds, if you don't know, now you know. The Adelaide Giants are absolutely flying. And if you don't know it by now, um, now you know. But the what you need to do now, men's, uh, what you need to do is to go there and see them live. Yep. Because if you haven't done that, uh, you, you are missing out. So their next home games uh, series is against Melbourne Aces on December 7 to 9. Yep. Um, tickets are only like 20 bucks. Yeah, so cheap. And the best tickets in the place are in the Burrito Bowl. They are. We have been in there. Zambreros. So for $95, you get a three-hour drinks package, you get fed by Zambreros, Mm -hmm. and you get some of the best seats in the house. Yeah, no, we've been in there. Our producer tonight, Jace, has been there with us as well. Sammy's been there. We we love it. We love the Adelaide Giants. Yeah. and for my, if you don't know, now you know, I probably will say that we should actually um, work out our what we're going to say because you want to say the same Because I had the exact same thing, <laughs> slightly different, but it's the Adelaide Giants. And if you don't know, now you know, the Adelaide Giants are not only a good shot to go back to back; they are without a doubt the outright favourite. They yes. are seven and one. They swept. Perth on the weekend, who was potentially the second best team in the competition. The Brisbane Bandits, the other team that looks like being very good. We beat 3-1 in the first week. Yep. If you don't know now, you know the Giants. Uh, it's right at their feet to go back-to-back in the championship. I'll give you a little. I'll give you a, a few little things because we've got a bit of time here, men's. Um, just on the Giants. Over the weekend, they outscored the Perth Heat 36-14 yeah. over the four games. And over the season, like they've only played two series – but they have outscored their opponents 62 to 19. It's that, like they're 75% better. It's just amazing. Um, and their 43, 43 run differential is the best in the ABL. The next closest is Melbourne with 11. Yeah. 
It, 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 and that's only they in two weekends. Yep, yep, they, they are ridiculous ridiculously stats. Um, and the other one that I want to mention, in I didn't mention off the top when we we when we had our box score, but I just want to talk about their batting lineup's been very good so far. But the hmm. one I want to talk about is their starting pitcher Lachlan Wells. So yep. missed last season with injury, didn't get to play in the championship. Uh, would have been extremely flat because he would have been such a massive role in that. So in his two games, we've obviously won both the games he's played. He's pitched 11 innings in those two games. He has struck out 19 batters and been hit three times for zero runs. That they that is phenomenal stats. His ERA is zero. Yes. Because no one has actually hit a run off him yet. Yeah. So Again, the next best in the competition is 15 strikeouts. Um, he's he's had 19 in those two games. So Lachlan Wells, shout out to you, mate. You are doing a terrific job so far for the Giants this season. So yeah, get onto the Giants website. Hopefully, we'll speak to someone um, if not this week, definitely next week, as leading into their series against the Melbourne Aces, uh, December seven to nine. So. Um, do yourself a favour. Get down, get down there and there. see the Giants. It is what it is. I'll start first on this yes. one, Bond, so that you hopefully don't take it. Uh, <laughs> Australia is the ODI World Cup champions, and that is what it is. As much as India was the best team throughout the tournament, I'm sick and tired of hearing multiple players and people in the media over there saying we were the best team. Best team on paper. We were the best team. But Moral unfortunately, victory. if you don't perform in the final, it doesn't mean anything. Means and nothing. It is what it is that you didn't win the tournament. In 2008, Geelong were the best football team in the AFL until yep. they lost the grand final to the Mighty Hawks. Um, <laughs> it's that simple. Uh, my Mine is, uh, it is what it is, uh, Dave Warner. He's having a, I guess, a retirement tour, for want of a better term. So he's going to be celebrated as he, uh, as he plays his last test series yep. in Australia. Like Steve Waugh. Now, Steve Waugh did this and... I, I, it doesn't sit easy with me. It doesn't sit well with me that David Warner is being able to do that or because he announced his retirement so far out is that he's going to play his last test and everyone's going to think. But he's not He's not even in the same ballpark as Stephen Waugh. No. Well, some would, some would beg no. to differ. I, I agree with you. His statistics are rather impressive. But, yeah, I, I know it's been... Pre-planned a long way out, and again, there's been a few things that's happened. Few things that's happened in his career that potentially might be it as a just, result of this. Yes, and it just doesn't sit well with me because there are three other guys who didn't get a retirement tour. They announced their retirement just before their last test in Sydney, and that was Shane Warne, Glenn McGrath, and Justin Langer. And I think those three stack up easily yeah, against David Warner. Uh, the first two probably, without a doubt, the first two. First two, without a doubt, they're probably. Above David Warner, um, and I just don't. I just don't like it, men's. I, I think yes, he's a great player. I don't, I don't want to take away from a fantastic career, but also he's going to continue to play white ball cricket yeah, for probably is. the next couple of years. Yeah, he is. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. So we're still going to see Dave Warner. We will. We will. Whether you I, like seeing him or not, yeah. you're going to still see him. So no, it's a good point. I a, and I know there was pressure from the media when are you retiring? When are you retiring? When are you retiring? So eventually he said, "Well, this is what this is my plans." Yep. But I just don't like the fact that he's going to be uh, given a bit of a retirement tour, um, just like Steve Waugh was. No, fair enough. Um, What's we, yours, Mitten? Uh, no, nah, well, mine was the ODI World Cup champion. Oh, that's right. So Sorry. We, I just wanted to double back on our box score. We mentioned off the top, uh, Minwoo Lee winning the Australian PGA Championship. They back mm. up this weekend in the Australian Open in yep. Sydney. So Cam Smith, who shot nine over. It was horrible. 
horrible goal. It's I mean, a quick turnaround. It's a very quick turnaround. That's yeah. the worst I've seen him play too. He's the favourite to win it again this week with Minwoo Lee. Does he bounce back as quickly as that? Oh, I think he does. I think he does. Like he's had a, re- he'll be pumped up. Uh, that's the other way well. you could look at it. Yeah. Like from all reports, he was devastated at the way he played because it's his home tournament. It's in Brizzy. All his mates, family, all there to see him do well, and he didn't play in the last two days. Yep. Exactly. So, so he, he is he is hurting. Yeah. And I think he bounces back, and uh, I'll be watching out for Cam Smith. In, yeah. In the Australian Open. I, I'm looking forward to watching him bounce back and Minwoo Lee go well again this week. And the other one I just wanted to touch on from the box score was the WBBL. So with the strikers finishing on top, going through to the final next weekend, the Scorchers are sort of sitting there and waiting for whoever wins out of the heat and thunder. Mm. Is it as simple as the strikers will take on the Scorchers next weekend in the final? Uh, no. They'll be in a preliminary no. game against one of these other teams? Scorchers aren't playing great. Career. No, they're not. No, yeah. they're not. Who would the strikers rather face? Scorchers. Okay. Because they've beaten them the last couple of years. Yeah, I, yeah I they've just got think. a wood over. It's a good point. The hat trick uh, was brought to us by Cobram Estate, Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil, grown, harvested, and first cold pressed in northern Victoria. Man, so actually, I don't think the strikers care who they play. I think they're full of oh, confidence, they and they are clearly the best side in the competition. Make sure you tune in for Top of the Tree on Thursday, because they will be very high <laughs> in the rankings <laughs> this week. And don't forget also to listen to our podcast. If you missed anything, we chatted with Jake Lehman. Don't forget to search Sports Day SA where you get your podcasts and you'll be able to listen back to the whole show, parts of the show, listen when you want. Um, and, yeah, it's been another good day, Mens. It has. Good luck, everyone, through the storm tonight and into the morning. Yeah. We'll see you tomorrow here, same time, Sports ASA.